Welcome to Tunnel Talk, a No Facts All Feelings Wrestling Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. How are you guys doing? We're recording a little early, so it's it has the same feel as when we watched All In during the daytime, where I'm yeah. like, well, yeah. I guess I'm going to say pervert stuff in the sunshine. <laughs> it doesn't get very like, so we're going to be done at like like 6.30, and then, then yeah. what do I do with my day? <laughs> Just go about my business? Yeah. You could do anything. The world is your oyster. Anything. When you're a pervert yeah. during the day, you can just be a nice, normal, fun person at night. People aren't talking <laughs> really? about that enough. No one is ever bringing it up, to be quite honest. I've never heard anyone bring it up even once. Okay. Um, just a quick note here at the beginning. Some, some housekeeping. First, uh, we're about to enter a little period of weird schedule. So uh, we're going to be off for the next two weeks. That's our vacation to kind of come down from the excitement of the summer. And then after that, we're going to have two weeks in a row uh, where you will be tuning in to Leah and Anne and a special guest. So we'll just let you know that first week that I don't know the date of. Uh, we're going to be visited by Sarah from Waffly Bollocks, one of our sorority sister podcasts. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go ahead and check out her podcast ahead of that recording, we strongly encourage it. They're doing a great job. And uh, you can also visit her on Twitter at Awfully Waffly. Uh, and we can't wait to have her on yeah. the podcast. I'm sorry that I'm missing it. No, yeah, Very it's going to be it's going to be your fun. It's the pod that's going to come out on the 8th. So it'll be that. Okay. That will be our first one back. And then of October. Yeah. yeah. October 8th. October. I, it can't be October. This is not, I know it's, it's oh, I know it's like middle aged when you start being like, <laughs> it can't be October. <laughs> like, I feel like the 80s were 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> they were though. I know. We all feel that way. <laughs> we all say it all the time. Everyone on earth, pretty much. Even people who were, like, born in 2001 are, like... We entered this millennium, and it's, like, reality really shifted. We were, like, we don't want to be here. (laughs) We're, like, the end of history. We kind of hit the 2000s, and we're, like, yeah, I think I'm done. Stop there. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so so knowing that... um, Knowing that we're going to have a couple of weird weeks, I wanted to encourage any new listeners that we have to go ahead and subscribe now. It's going to be a little wonky for a while, but then we'll be back to our normal schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've come here from One Nation Radio or from Matt Jackson's Twitter (laughs) and Instagram, please subscribe unless you are Matt Jackson. (laughs) We love you so much. We're so glad you you made you cry. I don't think you're here, but if you are, you don't want to, you don't want to hear this. You don't want to hear this. Allie's beautiful video of the Young Bucks made. I think every member of the Young Bucks family cry. Yeah, we collected so. Matt, Nick, Papa Buck, and Mama Buck all yeah. emotional. The, I've Pretty never good. felt happier and prouder. Because I don't really like to be observed by the people that I usually observe. <laughs> <laughs> we need one-way glass here. So well, that's one-way glass. The but. way this in unfolded is like the world's best way a popular like fan account reposted very very sweet they matt asked jackson permission first. Yeah. yeah matt jackson we OC. love you we, yeah they asked first they um reposted it and then he it, he retweeted that on the um on his twitter and then like added it to his story on instagram but it was their account it wasn't ours so it's not like i'm like there's no way he clicked through there's just no way 
That's okay. <laughs> there is a layer. Yeah. He he would never listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He, he can't get in here. He's None of the wrestlers going. can. They don't have access. No, they they don't have podcast apps on their phones. And they, no, they're, they're not obsessed with what people are saying about them at all. So I think okay. And I would like you to be saying different things. <laughs> but um, I I am very very happy that they saw this video because I know. it was great. I, yeah, it, that is how. Young Bucks make us feel. We're very, we very like you, and we're very proud. <laughs> Matt Jackson, if you're still here, go away. He's not here. We know he's not here. And we can say anything we want because we know there are no we know wrestlers he's not here. There's, here. No There's no wrestlers here. They don't have access. Tony makes no. them. He says no one is allowed to listen to wrestling podcasts in my mm-hmm. in my promotion. Yeah, no way. They're, they're on kind of a different internet. They don't get the same things that other people get, that non-celebrities Yeah, get. They're, yeah. they're on WrestleWeb. <laughs> WrestleWeb, yeah. I know uh, WrestleWeb. Oh, my goodness. But, um, yes. So, we're going to be having, this is our pre-vacay pod, so it might be a little loose, a little crazy. A little uh, we senioritis. A <laughs> little senioritis. We are going to try and play a game throughout the episode so I guess stay tuned for the end of the first uh second segment to to watch that debut and I can't wait to find out how it goes (laughs) (laughs) we're all excited to find out (laughs) we're all always a little worried when we do a new game like will the brain make content for this so (laughs) we'll find out you girls know I love improv Oh yeah, it's your favorite thing. It <laughs> is. We haven't. Oh, we haven't done a little improv session in a while. No, Leah. we haven't gotten to see the the blank, <laughs> terrified expression in Leah's eyes when we make her do improv in quite a while. <laughs> she doesn't like it. She doesn't like it when we do that to her. So we stopped because <laughs> we're good friends. We stopped. Yeah. Okay, we're going to start out today by just briefly checking in on Collision. You two were both sexy Collision girls this week. You yeah. kaboomed. It's Leah so- watched it with friend of the pod, Jeff, my friend Jeff, who lives in my town, who was in Boston this weekend. Did he give good, did he tell you about our visit? Did I get a good review? You got a very good review. He said Thank you were God. so fun and nice oh. and had a great time and that he was so Thank grateful God. you were driving him around because Boston driving is terrifying. I was yeah. like, I know. Yeah. He did, <laughs> he, t- he did keep pointing to cars and being like, why are they doing that? And I was like, that's <laughs> what they like to do. That's what they do, yeah. <laughs> That's okay, their good. choice. I was That's wondering. How they prefer I was, to drive. I was, no, I was hoping that I did a good job. Uh, yeah. yeah, no. We watched Collision, and I was like, I don't know. Like He was like, this is my first time. And I was like, as well I, because I was banned from the premises. <laughs> oh. So hoping this is going to go okay. And you know what? It was a good episode. Hoping yeah. this is going to go okay. Like, you could be physically harmed <laughs> by watching Collision. It's nice that you guys had your first time together. Well, you know, <laughs> and that it went okay. He was really gentle. Don't worry about it. No, you're really not supposed to try that kind of thing at home alone. You really should have a professional present, but... I'm glad that it went okay. I'm glad you didn't hurt yourself. <laughs> a collider uh, present to supervise. <laughs> yeah, just gonna give you the ropes because like it's a whole different show. It's a whole, a whole different, different show. show. Feels yeah. so different. Yeah. No, I watched it too, and it was a lot of fun. It's crazy that like now the whole the whole roster is allowed to be there, and it's, <laughs> it, it's fun. People can be there, and they can have fun, and I can have fun watching them. I heard it was. Uh, I heard it was very lucha heavy. 
It was, yeah. Lots yeah, of flippy, flippy stuff on Collision these days. They're, huh? al- they're allowed in some luchadors on the show now. <laughs> <laughs> they're not banned anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would not, might make it there at some point, you know? I, I would not say it was, like, slow and comfortable. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> <laughs> what was that Polished exact phrase? Polished and mature. <laughs> Mature and comfortable. <laughs> like an old shoe. <laughs> I've just never gotten over it. Like, it's like the, the Mary Kay salesman is at your door. Like, we have a whole range of amazing products. So mature and comfortable for the for the adult businesswoman. <laughs> just kind of an Ann Taylor kind of feel, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, it's fun. There's some okay. really... <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna say something not a joke. It's go, not go, go, the go. Right now. I was go, just gonna go, say go. there were some great promos, like Eddie and uh, Claudio did a great one, and uh, I forget who else, but there there were some stuff that there was some good I stuff. Really enjoyed. I think there was yeah. like a Roddy something. Yeah, I think there was yes. another Roddy Strong one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it crazy good. because like I don't know. I felt really good about it. I was like, I don't yeah. like. I don't think Collision is gonna be dynamite. Where I'm like, I have to watch it, or I'm going to catch up if I miss it. Like live but I had mm-hmm. it was like nice to be like oh like I have a wrestling friend in town like this is something we could do and like have it be open yeah. and so like I'm in such a good mood with wrestling and I would have to say that's not the vibe of literally anybody else <laughs> on this team no <laughs> it's it's interesting because I definitely have a thing just like in my normal life where if I've been really stressed about something even if it when it resolves even if it resolves in a really positive way my body physically is like, I am still so anxious because I'm not anxious anymore. And I kind of feel like the whole wrestling community is having that response to uh, the firing with cause of CM Punk, where it's <laughs> like that that story has dominated so much of the past mm-hmm. two years that to not have that question of like, what is he going to do next? We're talking about it a lot. We're worrying about it a lot. Or we're excited that he's going to do something fucked up if you're one of those people. I think that there is a void for mm-hmm, many mm-hmm. that they are not really sure how to fill. And they're, yeah. that energy is going into worrying excessively about stuff like AEW's ticket sale issues <laughs> and like whether collision is doomed for no real reason that I can put my finger on, uh, which I have found a little stressful to be honest, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. People are like so quick to kind of go into a like AEW is going to collapse kind of place. Yeah. And I do think there is that like anxiety habit where it's like, I've been really wound up for like a year and yeah. now it's like, Oh, now it's fine and nothing's leaking every day. So like, <laughs> what do I do with my brain yeah. now? Yes. Yeah. Find something else yeah. to worry about. Like, right. But there's just like such a funny thing where like, I feel like people are wandering through to a hotel and being like, I don't think these pipes look solid. And you're like, what the shit do you care? This, you don't own this hotel. You're here know, for when, fun. When people are like, boy, the, the gate's terrible. It's like, I mean, like, I don't know anything about promoting a wrestling business so like why do and why do I care you know yeah and I think I understand like some people have a a lot more insight into that data than I do certainly and I absolutely don't begrudge anyone who like they're like I'm interested in that and and I'm Mm -hmm. talking about it because I'm interested in it I think that I, I do feel like 
it'll be good for me to be offline a little bit over the next <laughs> month and kind of away from the more reactive fear response that some yeah. people are well, having. Like, some people like can talk about it in a knowledgeable way, but then there's a lot of people that yeah. like, don't know that much, but like to like pontificate anyway. And, and it's concern trolling, helpful. you know, where it's like, yeah. Ooh, yeah. So they only sold this amount. Wow. Do you feel sad that AEW is going out of business? <laughs> and you're like, right. I know. Oh. Well, it's like, there's this WCW trauma that everyone apparently is still reacting to. And so, you know, that's their <laughs> we don't know about business. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I understand I think, that like, that's it's, a trauma response. I don't know the details, yeah. but you know, and it's both. It's their business, not my business, and also it's Tony's business, <laughs> yeah. not my business. business, right? And ultimately, he is the one who I have to assume is either doing or not doing things that uh, he thinks are the right thing to do. And mm-hmm. I just, I think it'll be fun for us to practice the skill of, uh, Leah, you brought up that, that friend of the pod, Sarah said this, it'll be fun to, to just practice watching the show yeah. and <laughs> having a reaction to the show. And yeah. that's kind of the reaction you have is, did I like the show? Kind of did like- the show do what it was supposed to do? Entertain me, the viewer. Yeah. yeah, kind of like, yeah, my my interest in this is to be entertained. So, like, just kind of focusing on that as, as yeah. my business and leaving leaving the business business to leaving the, the business to the businessmen. Right? <laughs> leaving the business to the business boys. <laughs> I hope those business boys are having a good business boy time, but that's not me. That's it's not, not me. It's, it's not for me. We don't know. We don't know that. We don't know about that business. <laughs> we have our own business to mind. Okay. <laughs> So that's so I think that's a good we don't own the company. The end. <laughs> okay. Let's talk let's we're not gonna get into that again because we are not we're gonna focus on the matches. We're pleasure girls. No business. <laughs> only Yeah. Pleasure I think you girls. could describe us as pleasure seekers. <laughs> sure. He, we're hedonistic pleasure seeking girls who will only be discussing storylines from now on. Well, you know. Uh, so we're going to start out by t- talking about Roddy Strong, who fought Samoa Joe on Dynamite uh, this week in the final round of the Grand Slam Eliminator Tournament. So we got a couple different segments about this on the show. Uh, at one point, Adam Cole had approached Roddy earlier to suggest that maybe the match was not a great idea on account of his neck health. Roddy, <laughs> great, great work. Again, saying, oh, now you care about my neck health. Uh, MJF also cut a promo in which he called Roddy a manipulative schmuck and accused him of faking his neck injury more on that later Uh, and then he did some math for Samoa Joe so (laughs) Roddy ended up losing his match this was the uh, main event of the show and he seemed fine but then when Adam Cole came out to check on him he dropped like a soccer player immediately (laughs) just starts screaming wailing I love that uh, that they were waiting with that stretcher like right there. It took <laughs> no time to get that stretcher out. There. Probably ahead of time, the kingdom like went to the backstage and they were like, his neck is his in precarious neck. shape. <laughs> You've got to be ready. I also, at one point, Excalibur was like, even if it's not real, they have to treat it as it is. So. <laughs> I totally missed that and that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Like, I love commentary being like, I mean, we all saw what happened, but you can't tell him he's lying. It's, Taz, a, you know. Taz was 
was also cracking me up through the entire match because he just kept being like, well, I, I hurt my neck once and I'm fine. <laughs> sometimes sometimes necks get hurt. I don't think he should be making this big of a deal out of it. And like Excalibur just kept being like, well, I mean, like, I think it's like pretty, like, you know, there's a lot of different degrees. And Taz was like, <laughs> Love Taz. <laughs> oh my Man, God. it was so funny too when Roddy, like after the match finished, and then the kingdom came out and they were like, had Roddy's neck brace and they were trying to give it to him and he kind of wasn't taking it. And it completely had the air of like two parents and their toddlers about to have a meltdown. And they're like, Do you want your binky? Uh, I got your bear. Here's your bear. Won't you take it? And he just was not taking so it. Also, a slight energy of when you're trying to give like a cat medicine where you, you'll like inject it straight into the back of their mouth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, just, ama- just amazing. I have to say, They're Roderick doing. Strong, absolute comedy king. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's incredible to watch people where it's like you've stumbled into the storyline by accident, but they're like, oh, people like this. And then they yeah. lean into it and it just gets more and more perfect. Like everything they're doing. My right. God. I was saying to Sarah that like, this is what Ricky is incapable of. You know, like yes. Roderick had, the, I don't know why calling him Roderick, but like really formal. <laughs> Say it. Go for it. Roderick. 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 Uh, he like, he came in and he was boring, right? Like there was nothing mm-hmm. going on and he was trying yeah. to, he was trying to find something and he was like doing the, like, I'm a good wrestler who's strong thing, which is boring as hell. And then he found yeah. his hitch. <laughs> it's like, it turns out that if you're the most pathetic man yeah. on earth, <laughs> he found his, I like that hat trick. Yes. And was yes. like, yes. seized it with both hands, even more mm-hmm. than Jake Hager did. Like yeah. he yes. is running with it. And then like, Ricky, Ricky could never do this. Ricky wouldn't yeah. let himself be this ridiculous and this yeah. like looks so stupid. No, yeah. and like it's, Roddy's doing the thing where it's like he's wearing the neck brace everywhere. He's every picture now has his glasses like slightly disheveled, like they're not on straight. <laughs> yeah, like he's wearing that hoodie. I, who told me? Someone, someone, someone told Sarah told me this. Did Excalibur say that at one point that he was getting pictures of Roddy Strong at his son's? t-ball game wearing the neck brace <laughs> like i think he's legitimately wearing it in his real life i'm sarah i'm sorry if i mangled that but like i think he's wearing it in his it's real so life. funny that's I amazing mean. and i think that i love the comparison to jake hager because I, and i love jake hager right now and he is doing his he's doing doing something that's not really a thing we'll get to it later but um <laughs> Jake Hager took I like this hat and was like and to me that's kind of where this stops it's pretty much (laughs) just that I like this hat and Roderick Strong took the neck brace and was like I could go so I could create so many ridiculous layers to what's going on with me right now you wouldn't even believe it and it's just been so enjoyable to watch and when he's lying I know we all said it when he's hollering Adam! Adam! It's so good because, like, the collision. I believe the collision, um, like, promo that he gave, he literally was like, I'm going to get you back. And so, yeah. like, this, all of <laughs> All of this stuff is like literally trying to trap Adam Cole into this, That's like so guilt funny. him into this relationship. That is an yeah. amazing oh character note. I know. I, and then the kingdom, like, always on either side of him, like, glaring at Adam Cole, like with the energy of like some sorority girls where their friend just got dumped and they're mm. all like everywhere they go, just like glaring at the guy, <laughs> you know, it's just, well, so I, yeah, I love the juxtaposition of Roddy hollering Adam and Adam Cole is trying to get close to him and the kingdom are like, absolutely not. No, 
No, you, you, we won't let you hurt him you again. Don't doubt about his neck health. <laughs> when Adam Cole jumped up on the ramp to get closer to Roddy, and they were like, they got even like they were bouncing like frogs, trying to keep him like keep him from even seeing Roddy. Like this is comedy. This is comedy. And meanwhile, Adam Cole like is being gotten to. Like while MJF was like saying mean things about Roddy, he's just sit, standing there like looking so stressed and pinching his nose. Oh, when he pinches just, like, the bridge oh of his nose. Mwah. And then he did get, uh, he got walloped by Samoa Joe, who was like, MJF, I'll take everything from you <laughs> oh, that you love. <laughs> everything. And <laughs> apparently the ultimate thing is Adam mm, Cole. Yeah. Uh, just amazing storytelling. And I, I think that does roll us into our game. Okay. So at the end of every segment, are you guys ready for this? Yeah, are we so ready? ready. <laughs> we're so ready. Okay. We are talking about what type slash genre of romance novel we are in with these characters. This is almost like, I, it, I think Roddy has to be like, so I think Adam Cole is the, like, is the girl character. Like he's like yeah. the centered love interest. Yes. And I yeah, think yeah, yeah. Roddy is the one that like, she's like, I think he's the beginning of like Taylor Swift's like, you should be with me where it's just like, <laughs> he's the girl that doesn't understand Adam Cole. <laughs> And I understand what I've said is not a romance novel in any way. <laughs> well, I think that you're touching, though, on, like, we're in kind of a young adult mm. territory, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, a, maybe, yes. like, a Sarah Dessen type of thing, but yeah. also crossed a little bit. I was just listening to a podcast where they were recapping uh, that Colleen Hoover book, This Is Us, and that, or no, it ends with us. This is us. <laughs> I think. Anyway, it ends with us. Now that is not, I mean, it's actually quite dark, it seems, but there's a little bit of that, like, the that pa- passionate adult lunacy crossed with a Sarah Dessen, like, teen yeah. lunacy. Yeah. There is, like, I think. Yeah, like YA loves a love triangle, you know? It's like yeah. they all have to have one in it, you know? So, yeah. And it is, Adam Cole does have kind of Elena Gilbert energy of like, guys, stop fighting over <laughs> me. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's true. Yeah. Where like the, the girl at the center could kind of put a stop to it at any time, but doesn't really want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, well, oh but my I want God. different Adam things Cole's, from both of them. Adam mm-hmm. Cole's addicted to drama. Like, he, yeah. he thrives on drama. Yeah. <laughs> That's 100%. absolutely right. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if things were like easy with MJF, he wouldn't be interested in it. Like it is no, all because true. he needs Oh, that's it to true. Be. It's yeah. like he's stressed that MJF is being mad being to Roddy, but uh yeah, it's keeping him interested for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it would be a little dangerous actually if Roddy started to get over this and got a new love interest. That'll be dangerous yeah. for MJF. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Wow. I think oh my we God. did okay. I think what we did TV okay there. show? What am I and that? What am I remembering? Where it's like they real the the love interest realizes that the person he, he's interested in is, in is addicted to drama and like is in danger of getting bored, and so then just keeps inventing <laughs> more <laughs> relationship drama. What am I thinking of? I know. Oh no! Oh, that's gonna plague me. Well. Well, I mean, I that's what, that that would be the last segment of this storyline if Ronnie gets from it. Scrubs. That is from Scrubs. You're oh, right. That is yeah. Scrubs. I cannot believe I, wow. I got that. I, can't I cannot believe, believe you got I got that. that. Again, I love how I was like, this is how we should play this romance novel game. And I have not referenced <laughs> even one romance novel yet. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I, this, 
just it's our it's it's senior it's senior week. It's senior yeah. week. We can do anything we want. Okay. Well, yeah. Romantic storylines of all types in all yeah. kinds of formats. Yeah. Okay. I, but I would love to watch that episode. Yeah. Of, right. Of Where, like Roddy, Roddy like finds is cool and is like gets over it, and then Adam Cole starts to get bored and starts to look around. So MJF has to be like Adam Cole. I think that uh, <laughs> that Greg has a crush on you, and I'm gonna have to fight him about it. <laughs> Adam Cole's face just like kind of peeks up, like, "No, don't do that. Oh, that would be terrible." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. Uh, any other final thoughts on uh, on Roddy before we move on? Good job. Keep doing everything you're doing. Oh yeah. Don't change. Never change. Stay pathetic. Okay, uh, let's talk about what's going on with the the various men of the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, So, oh, right, okay. Well, Ali, you didn't do a good job here. So, okay, so Mox fought Action Andretti on Collision and then fought Big Bill on Dynamite. So uh, some have noted a a pattern begins to emerge. (laughs) We will discuss together. Um, Ricky did accompany Big Bill to the ring I forgot that they were affiliated. And actually, as I say it, I'm like, I don't really know why. I think it all happened on collision is why we are not okay. up to speed on that. I see. Yeah. yeah. In, the, in that far off land that, mm-hmm. that we refuse to visit. Okay. Well, so he's friends with Big Bill now. He accompanied Big Bill to the ring. Uh, Brian Danielson did come out mid-match, I guess, to prevent. Was Ricky interfering? I have to assume. I think that or was Or was he just kind of being was- Ricky? I think the vibe was a little that he was like coming out to keep an eye on things. Yeah. So um, Ryan Danielson came out. uh, Mox defeated Big Bill. Ricky and Big Bill left. Now, this was the first interesting thing Ricky has done in half a minute. He (laughs) was just hissing on his way out about how Brian Danielson had broken his pearl necklace and he's holding up. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I was noticing? This is so dumb. Like um, someone recently, I think on Twitter was talking about how in like Batman, when the parents get killed, like the, the mom's like pearl necklace, like all the pearls fall Mm, off the string and people are like, if it's real pearls, actually they not in between the pearls. So they won't all fall off. So it's actually a sign that she's wearing a very cheap, not real pearl necklace. Um, (laughs) But Ricky's pearls, they were not all falling off the string. I was like, oh, classy. That does check out for me that Ricky is buying real pearls. To me, that does. Classier than uh, Batman's mom. So I'd love to see it. Now that's a t shirt. Yeah. Uh, um, Let's talk. Maybe let's start by talking about the fact. This is the thing I'm most interested in. So I'll just bring it up first. Commentary did tell us during this match that Mox and Big Bill used to be roommates. Yeah. I love how often we hear about this in wrestling. <laughs> it's like literally like, are they all just moving around in flop houses with like 10 other wrestlers? Well, I imagine Mox and Big You know Bill. what it made me think of was, so I, I, got my MFA. They don't pay you anything to get your your MFA in writing. So a lot of writers aren't really making any money for quite a long time and they all live with each other and you all have roommates and then you can watch people that you went to school with grow up and grow up. <laughs> Whatever. They publish <laughs> books and Anyway, but you're like, oh, those people all used to live together. Like that, it's so mm-hmm. common, in, especially in low-paid fields, to be like, true. you, you, you co- 
come together in like pretty discreet groups. You all live in flop houses. And then if you become successful, it's easy to be like, oh yeah, everyone that I know lived with it, that guy. Uh, and I, but I love that in wrestling, it's just coming up so much. But it's not coming up enough. Like I need someone to I, interview I Big that. Bill and yeah. be like, when did this happen? And yeah. Where or, or where the were you roommates? Like, and yeah. what was Ma like? Would you say like he was a good roommate? Like top yeah. gripes? Yeah. What's the dish situation? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they never get into enough no. detail on it. It's like they're backstage. You know, you're just picturing like Tony Schiavone being like grabbing Mox in the hallway and be like, "So you're fighting Big Bill? You got any like colors for me to add?" And Mox is like, "I guess we were roommates once." And he's like, "Okay, all I Great. needed to know. That's all I needed." <laughs> like even with uh, Tony Storman. Right, it was Tony and mm-hmm. Jamie. Even then, they just yes. kept bringing up and being like the yeah. former roommates. And I'm like, again, yeah. I do need to, I need to know more information about what yeah. that entailed. Was that yeah. like, were they roommates for a month when they were both in Japan, or were they roommates right. for three years? You know, right. like how serious exactly. was this roommate relationship? <laughs> yeah, did you like define the roommate relationship? Did you have the talk? Did it? Did you have a breakup when you stopped being roommates? Would you describe your? Describe yourselves as uh, bachelors cohabiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's... They could get more deeply into it, but mm-hmm. just the fact that they're cracking the door all the time is not nothing. Yeah. It's, it's not, not nothing. nothing. No, it definitely nothing. piques my interest. Like, I was not particularly entranced by this match, but hearing that, I was like, oh, <laughs> listening. You know how when <laughs> this is probably one of the stupidest possible things that I've said in this pod and I reserve the right to cut it. Do you know how <laughs> <laughs> a nervous rookie, <laughs> rookie joins a, a hockey team? They have to live with like either the coach yeah. or the captain for a little while. Yeah. There should be a thing that when you join the, the AW roster, <laughs> you, you have I to feel coach or the captain, but it's, it's like they have what it, it's like an older member of the <laughs> I do feel a little bit though, like when Wheeler joined the BCC, that he did kind of have to go live in Brian Daniels' basement for a while. I feel right. like that, that was is, part of it. Yeah. That is and the I don't model think he got a bed down on. there. No, I think it was like you, you can bunk on the weight bench. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you do a hundred push ups, then you can bunk on the weight bench. That's your treat. <laughs> That's your treat. <laughs> I know we've said it before, but Brian Danielson is not a good dad. <laughs> He's not a good dad. <laughs> he really is not. Um, I watched, he was on his wife's podcast this week and I like listened to the whole thing and he was talking about his broken arm and he was like, yeah, I wrestled on it for like 10 more minutes. The doctors did say that that made it worse. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Brian Danielson, I bet it did. <laughs> Maniac. Oh my God. That's, and then he said the match was more meaningful to him because he wrestled on it for 10 minutes because <laughs> doing hard things is what brings you satisfaction. During. Again, it's like, I just know, I don't know. The man is different in his brain than some of us. That's, I guess that's all I'll say. Um, also in BCC world, Eddie is going to fight Claudio at Grand Slam. This I think got booked on collision. Yeah. Yeah. They had quite a little sit down. It was the two of them with 
uh, Tony Schiavone oh, was playing yeah. the role of Jr. And he actually did a great job because he looked extremely uncomfortable the whole oh, yeah. time. And he's Eddie, been doing some great acting these past yeah, few weeks. I was impressed with that. I was like, oh, we could we can sub him in for sure. Yeah. And Claudio was basically like, yeah, I don't even remember why we're why you're mad at me. And Eddie got real upset about that. It was yeah. really perfect. I actually completely forgot when you put this on the schedule. I was like, I hope she didn't call on me because I don't remember this. But now, <laughs> as you're talking about it, it was actually completely perfectly done because Claudio. Was said so disdainfully he was like i don't yeah. know why you're mad at me i have no memory was, of this and then like yeah. 45 seconds later was like and you're mad at me because i wouldn't shake your hand and eddie <laughs> sat up so quickly and was like so you do remember <laughs> it was yeah claudio really like showed more personality than he has because he like really pushed eddie's buttons purposefully know, in a way I, that was effective i thought that like I, I was having trouble really getting into this because it felt like Claudio was a brick wall that Eddie just yeah. kept throwing himself against over mm-hmm. and over and over. And it's like, I sub- I support Eddie's rights and his wrongs, but like mm-hmm. oh, this, this tall, impenetrable Swiss man does not really <laughs> seem like he is interested in what's going on here. But it was yeah. so clear that actually like Claudio has a really, really deep understanding of what is going to piss Eddie off yeah. so much. And he's, he's yeah. doing the thing like he's emotionally doing, I'm not touching you. And like, yeah. it is working on Eddie yeah. so much where Eddie's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm just going to yeah. kill you. And do you remember the time when Mox and Eddie were yelling at each other and it was the, the one where one of them. Oh, when Renee was like, Eddie, you have to fix this and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. while they were having the conflict, like Claudia was just standing behind Mox making really smug faces. <laughs> and it kind of like fit with that whole vibe, yeah. like in a way where I was like, oh, okay, this is picking up some threads. Yeah, that, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I think that segues us into the game pretty well. What, mm-hmm. what kind or genre of romance novel are we in in BCC world? And you can apply that to Eddie, Claudia, or anybody else you like. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Eddie Claudio is an interesting where Claudio is being very withholding as a. It well, is a little bit of a what is the um, what's the the comedy of remarriage hire that we oh, love so much. Okay, it, it's um uh, uh the bath tangle. Ba- yeah, yes. bath tangle. Yes. So Claudio, like Eddie's father, has left. Cla- yes, uh, Claudio as the executor of oh my his God. will. And so <laughs> oh my Claudio God, yes. is in charge of Eddie's finances <laughs> and they used to date and like are, have sworn that they'll never do so again. And yes. yet we all know they will. Oh, and they wow. have these, uh, and this is the part that they haven't done because it really is, we haven't seen this because Eddie is so mad, but the great thing about Bath Tangle is that thing they do where um, Serena and Ivo get in these towering rages and will just, they terrify everyone around them with the way that they scream at each other. And then very suddenly, one of them will just be like, oh, this is, it's funny though. <laughs> it's kind of funny though. <laughs> I think I, I love that. I also was thinking about, and this is not a book recommendation because I tried to read this and I hated it. And then I watched the movie version and I hated that. So it's, I guess egg on my face. Or I don't know why I did any of it, but that very popular book, uh, The Hating Game, Mm-mm. where, Mm-mm. Uh, spoiler alert, I skip ahead 
two minutes or whatever. You don't want to hear this. But I think that the the premise is kind of, it's like they work together and they hate each other. And one of them is like more artistic and one of them is a business boy or something like that. <laughs> and so the, the ma- main character is a woman and she's always being like, and we hate each other so much. But what you eventually come to under, and he is really mean. They're both really mean. But you eventually come to understand that he actually has been in love with her the whole time but she immediately hated him so he kind of like gives it back to her because it's the only way that he gets like Mm. a reaction out of her kind of Mm -hmm. and I can see that as a Claudio Eddie dynamic where Eddie is like we hate each other so much and Claudio is privately like I'm actually pretty crazy about you but I must get like your your something out of you even though you hate me so I play into it yeah yeah I guess that's right. I think that's right. Wow. It's and uh, you know, this was the first week actually where I watched (laughs) their interaction on Dynamite and I said, hello. I know. (laughs) That little stare down was very, I was like, this is the first time this has felt electric to me, but I'm interested. Well, it went on for so long. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in where we're going with this because. I'm so dead. I want like that. I want more of the Eddie Mox stuff. And I am, I was really happy with the Eddie Claudio this week and I'm happy to keep watching it happen. But also I'm like, for me, of course it is going to come back to what's going on between Eddie and Mox, which is, um, I must see more. I must see. I'm, I will allow Eddie to have this dalliance with Claudio, but we've got to get back to the, we all know that Mox is end game. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, let's move on to talking about... Now, this was... We don't. We almost don't have Strangely to say w- what genre of romance this was because it was romantic on the show for some reason. <laughs> it really came out of As nowhere said, for me, yeah. Speaking of sexual, Sammy Guevara <laughs> and Chris Jericho came out for an in-ring promo on Dynamite. They were both looking pretty good. That's the first time I've, I think I've ever said or thought it about Sammy. That red yeah. shirt it was... good. Yeah. It looked good. I'm never gonna. Good. I'm never. He does need kind of a jewel tone. I think it's uh, yeah. yeah. And I think he's he's done something better with his hair. Guys, we're not horny for Sammy. Okay, <laughs> I, I really. I I don't. This isn't like a, a monkey's paw situation for me. I'm never gonna be horny for Sammy. But um, when we saw some of those clips, which we'll get to in a moment, <laughs> of what he used to look like, I was like, wow, that haircut was much worse whatever you're doing mm. now is much better it's like the, in the same genre mm-hmm. but it just looks so much more normal so mm-hmm. that's the hair report on sammy <laughs> uh they basically just did kind of a s- sensual couples therapy for 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> they like, a- here's a video of all our top moments set to a romantic song <laughs> And Jericho's kissing Sammy on his head. He's saying he looks really sexy. His cup in the back of his neck. Yeah. I mean, I know. Th- and then they say to me, like, it's kind of like a like a father-son. And it's like, right, this is why we invented father lovers. <laughs> that is, yeah. that is how said confused that- these dynamics are <laughs> They Like Jericho, the clip literally was Jericho saying how sexy Sammy looked. And then Sammy <laughs> saying he's like a father to me. And I was like, wow, that's really textual. Yeah. <laughs> See, guys, yeah. cut it, cut it, cut it <laughs> yeah. You could kind of spread, like give it a minute in between those two things. You don't yeah. have to juxtapose them, but they did. Yeah, I think so. A lot of the content of this promo was it was like Sammy being like, I have to 
get out from under your shadow and establish myself as my own man and Jericho being like, I want you to establish yourself as your own man. That's all I wish for. And Sammy being like, I will do it. And Jericho being like, I'm worried that you won't do it. You have to do it. And um, then uh, Jericho also said that Sammy's about to give birth. <laughs> he was so, proud so of him that funny <laughs> when he came back to correct it like he said it and he, then he was just gonna power through and then he was like no I gotta go back <laughs> he's like the internet is really gonna they're, say some things about that I know they're not gonna you're, like that I gotta go back your wife is pregnant <laughs> your wife is pregnant he did have a very funny little laugh when he said yeah. that too like he's he was charming. just like, oh, he's okay. so charming he normally you know. doesn't get real garbled in his words, but he he really did start it. I was I, I, I was thinking about that too, and I'm kind of interested in the weird thing about everything that they've done with this storyline is that I have absolutely no sense of like why it's happening or what I'm supposed to feel about it, and I'm not sure that the audience usually knows either. And it creates a kind of a s- strange energy that I feel like impacts both of them in these Mm -hmm. promos where like it's just like nobody quite knows they want to do the right thing as wrestling (laughs) audiences so often do but they're not really sure what the right thing is yeah it's very odd how they're playing it i i want to blame sammy but i do think it's right i think someone else could like portray a character who's like very conflicted like better than he is where it's like jericho like you're my friend and i love you but also you're driving me crazy you know where sammy yeah. is just like saying things and you're like i don't feel like any i don't know what you're talking about you know yeah it's i, I mean I, it's just that sammy doesn't sell to me that he has any interior depth because there yeah. is a story here where, like, somebody is like, listen, you brought me into this company. You taught me how to do a bunch of stuff. I have benefited incredibly from your, like, being around you. But I've outgrown you. And I don't know how to outgrow you. Like, I don't know uh-huh. how to yeah. detach from you without, like, without drama. And we're both kind of trying to do it without drama. But, like... You know, it's hard. But, yeah. like, with Sammy, he just sort of is, like, well. It's so shallow yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. And so then all the lines kind of feel disconnected from yeah. each other where you're, like, you're just swinging from thing to thing and I don't get a sense of continuity. Yeah. And this also could be, like, really off base. But for me, there's also a feeling of, like, I feel like Jericho really wants to help Sammy. And, like, and mm-hmm. Sammy's trying to get over his face and I, it feels like Jericho, I can feel Jericho, the real guy who really mentored this guy, being like, I'm trying to get you there. I want to get you there. I want to do what I can. The energy just comes across to me in the promos where it's like, it feels like Jericho can't fully be Jericho sometimes because he is putting a lot of effort into being like, I really want to get yeah. you where you want to be. Uh and it's 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 fine. I'm I'm not even like really complaining that much. No. It's just a very mm-hmm. it's a very strange energy, and it just reminds me again of how much wrestling crowds like to understand what's expected <laughs> of them and right. do mm-hmm. the thing that's expected of them. I yeah. well, I mean, I think we're going to struggle with the same thing that the crowd did, which is when in a minute when we try to cast this into a <laughs> romance novel, it is sort of really hard to be like, there's a bunch of different 
things going on here, but none of them are quite the beats you'd expect it to be because I don't yeah. really like if they're the thing is that they keep talking with an energy of I'm very upset about this and I'm trying to work things through, but the content of what they're saying is just compliments. So they're like in a very passionate voice being like, and of course I want you to succeed. And I've always wanted you to succeed. And I think, I think you're just really great. And it's like, okay. So like, are you mad that he's outgrowing you or no, no, I don't know. It it feels like they're not really in a romance novel. Exactly. Like they're in a, they're in a story where they've been together for a long time. They do genuinely love each other and they're both kind of like, but I think I might be outgrowing this. I may need to be on my own to become the person I'm supposed to be, but they, they don't want to admit that really. <laughs> yeah. Cause what? it's mean, right? Like they're What's... both like, I don't want to hurt his feelings, but we do both need to get out of this. <laughs> what? What's that movie about a divorce? Like is that marriage story? It came out kind of recently. I yeah. didn't see it. I didn't see it either. They <laughs> yell at each other quite a bit in that, like in a yeah. pretty, uh, a much meaner way. But I agree that that's the kind of genre is like the dissolution, the sad dissolution of a relationship. But it's kind of like a Terrence Malick vibe of like, but <laughs> that's life. Sometimes life is sad, but it's also beautiful. <laughs> 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 and it's like it's, you want you want it to end on the two of them like having like shaking hands in the sunset and then the camera zooms out as they yeah. both walk in different directions and like like, yeah. and like wistful don't cry because yeah over. exactly exactly it happened it's also it's like also the kind of literary novel where it would get a lot of praise mm. but then oh it's in a not not to be mean but it's in a bit of a sally rooney territory i don't love mm. her writing where mm. it's like at the end one thing you could say is what was the point of that and what, <laughs> and what was that about <laughs> And then someone will be like, it's about life. And I'm like, I guess I like to hear about different parts of life, but not that one so much. I guess it's like we need to see more beats of it. Because like at one point I was like thinking yeah. like, is this like a My Fair Lady sort of thing where it's like Henry Higgins is like, has, you know, trained up it's his own Eliza Doolittle. But it's like the yeah. end, the end isn't oh. right. So it's sort of, sort of like, yeah. you know, no. we need to see, we need to see the next couple of beats to really... Oh. Sammy and Jericho could never pull off that perfect ending of My Fair Lady. Just the, the <laughs> way that, the, just the way that Henry Higgins looks sitting there and mm-hmm. like thinking to himself. And then th- mm. what is the last line where he just says, get me my slippers? <laughs> uh, cut that. <laughs> just get that out of here. <laughs> just mute it. So no one can definitely can't hear what I said. <laughs> And then just unmute it for Allie being like, mute that, cut it. And like, we'll just all, everyone can just imagine what she said. It was so it, it was disgusting, just was so funny. everyone knows. It'll be like that segment of, uh, of Pop and Docs. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, that was my reference. Ooh, Koda Ibushi, I want to. I think it got all the way to I want to suck. <laughs> yeah, and then big bleep and everyone really reacts. Chuck Taylor, most of all. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Love you, Dustin. Love you. Oh, okay. Um, Anything else you guys want to say about, uh, about Jericho and Sammy? I didn't like 
how this made me feel. And I hope that no. they stop making <laughs> me feel this. Troubling. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really did not want to feel romantic feelings yeah. about Sammy and Jericho. Our oh group my God. chat was very funny because like me, Allie, you know, and you were, you were away. So it was me, Allie, and Nicole were like processing our feelings about this. <laughs> and our friend Mary comes in to make fun of somebody she saw on Twitter and was like, oh, you guys too, huh? <laughs> What's our fault? Yeah. <laughs> what what we we have a saying in our friend group. We say what we see. We're mm-hmm. scientists. We say what we see, <laughs> and it's really important to us that we don't lie. When, yeah, <laughs> we, have, when, we have to be truthful. We with have, have to be truthful. truthful. Yeah. And it's sometimes so we'll true. say like, "It brings me no pleasure to say this, mm-hmm. but what I see <laughs> is a kind of sexual chemistry." <laughs> How at the end, Jericho jerked him into kissing pose. Oh my God. That was crazy. I don't know. Totally their faces close together and then it just zooms in and it, uh, yeah. I think I I just. It brought me no pleasure. It brought me no pleasure felt. I did really enjoy it because I was focusing on Sammy. It did bring you pleasure. It did bring me pleasure because the whole time Sammy was focusing so hard on not laughing. I could see his like lips trembling. He was just, he was like, don't break, don't break, don't break the whole time. And I was like enjoying that a lot. That's fun. I did just realize that I'm like in a perfect world where I liked Sammy. The, The relationship that I would want him to have with Chris Jericho is the, um, is the Liz Lemon Jack Donahue oh, relationship yeah, yeah. where That's sometimes you like where, and this is just my experience, but I know that you yeah. share it where mm-hmm. it's like you watch the show and you're like, Oh, I just like when they're together so much. And I just want them to really share their lives and be together and not sexually, but almost <laughs> sexually, but absolutely almost. not. They should never touch each other sexually, but I just want them to be so close. Is there a word for that? And then you're like, <laughs> friendship it's called friendship. <laughs> but, but they do have a very romantic friendship it's, it's a romantic friendship vibe. yeah it's uh it's a very strange experience to be like ooh, i want them to well not bone no. but close no. to bone but <laughs> not want to bone. emotionally bone but never touch their parts yeah. together so that's strange <laughs> yeah for i mean for me that's very it's very rare to have that feeling mm-hmm. yeah there was okay. a post on like Twitter or something that was like it was like a screenshot of something where somebody was like so like I wish there was a word for like when you're horny about something but it's like not about a person it's about like you're like you're excited you're like horny for the dinner you're gonna have and they're like excited <laughs> that's us reverse en- engineering friendship uh, oh my gosh I do okay. think Thirty Rock was so smart not to digress to have the engine of their show be a relationship like that that'll yes. never resolve because other shows like The yes. Office or Parks and Rec make the engine of the show a romantic relationship and then when they get together it's like oh now what do yeah. we do so but I also think that not to I don't I don't know that any other actors could have done I mean you no, hate to give it to perfect. Alec Baldwin but something to, about perfect. their chemistry and the writing, like, because there are, if you look at, like, Parks and Rec or something, like, definitely pe- th- some of those writers would have been like, yeah, the engine of the show is, like, Anne and Leslie. And it's like, yeah. no. And uh, I love them, but no, that's yeah. not it. Uh, there's just there's something. there's no tension in the friendship yes, there. Whereas Liz right. and Jack have a lot of... A lot of tension. Like, they're very opposite, but they're also, like, so intimately connected. It's crazy. And yeah. they did so many, like, romantic trope storylines with the two of them. It's kind of wild. And they made that... You know what? It's actually quite a bit like wrestling because they made the concept yeah. of mentoring in that show yes. was so romantic. <laughs> right, where it was like, yeah. it's so important that you find someone 
that you care for so deeply and you're so <laughs> invested in their success. And Remember you're when he was tr- looking for a new mentee and he needed to find someone with the perfect amount of his acronym was Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon had the perfect amount of it. Yeah. This is our 30 Rock podcast now. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll move on. So uh, Don Callis and Takesha did an in-ring promo on Dynamite this week. I honestly don't, I mean, I think I kind of blacked out for like long portions of this. So I'm going to report what I think that I know. So I think that, that Don has come up with a new moniker for Takeshita, the alpha. And that Takeshita is the alpha, is the alpha. And I think he said that, I don't really remember how he said that he was going to cuck Kenny or Kenny was gonna, <laughs> Kenny was going to get cucked for sure. And he did say that on TBS and he just, yeah. they just let him say it, which to me was flabbergasted. <laughs> and he unveiled the oil painting that he, we had, had been teased last week and it depicted Don Callis and Takeshita kind of like, it was a romance novel cover, kind of menacing. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a romance novel. Well, a certain kind. Kind of, menace, <laughs> kind of menacing Abusha with a sword. And Abusha's Mel on the Cole ground. Like, you are doing <laughs> great work. The with greatest work. Absolutely yeah, amazing stuff. How good they are. And that, I think, that was the cucking. Is that, that was that's the cucking. Yes, they're going to do that to Abushi while Kenny watches. Watches. Like, watches. Kenny watches. That's right. Like the cuck that he is. Uh, that's that so that's so real. They're so real for that. <laughs> okay. Um uh, and and so what else <laughs> what else do you have to say about that kind of that whole segment, you know? Well, we Whoa. were complaining that there wasn't enough like tension in Kenny's emotional life. And I would <laughs> say that like Don Callis turning Code of Ibushi into Princess Peach is something. <laughs> it's not it nothing. Something. It's not, not nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah, I am interested. Yeah, I, listening. Let's go all the way with it. I mean, Don Callis should take Ibushi to his palace or his castle, and Kenny should have to to go rescue him. He should jump on a lot of turtles and mushrooms. Yeah. And he's got to jump on some turtles that we got there. Finally, that's what we've been doesn't missing. It, doesn't it feel right to think it about does feel yeah. right. jumping on turtles? Yeah. yeah. Well, Kenny should be points. in a video game, you know, like yeah. he wants to be in there. Let him yeah. in. Like that, like that episode of community where they, that's exactly what, that's game. exactly yeah. what I was thinking about. <laughs> This is, I feel like this Beautiful. is, this, this episode, we've often said like wrestling fans need to take in other media. This episode is us demonstrating <laughs> that we do. We're just saying over just and like, over again. You know what this reminds me of? We <laughs> actually watch and read a lot of things. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and that's how we can bring the horny English major energy to wrestling that everyone That you know that loves. you love. You know. Um, uh, let's just just quickly say Don also attempted to recruit Daniel Garcia to his faction this week. No one has joined yet, right? I mean, am I right about that? It's just correct. It's just always like the Don Callis family. It's like, well, it's kind of just the two of them. It's a little bit like he's like shopping around looking for a mother for his uh, for his son. It's like Daniel Garcia, will you mother to cash down? Daniel Garcia's like, no, I am I am a son actually. Oh, I was like, what does that remind me of? The sound of music I was trying to figure out which musical it reminded me of and I had accidentally gone to South Pacific and was being like that's not right I don't think <laughs> Sound of Music is right 
Wow. Okay. Wow. Daniel Garcia as. <laughs> oh, that's not nothing. That's not nothing. Not with uh, not with dancing. Don Callis. No. I'd love to get him in that role, though. I mean, actually. Okay, we don't. We can't get into that right now. So let's let's set that apart for another. I am kind of picturing Daniel Garcia singing like "So Long Farewell" a little bit. He's in the. He's a. He's a little. He's a boy. Little boy. Boy. Yeah. I don't want him to join Don Callis's family because I feel like that's going to be too similar to him getting into JAS. But he does need something to do. I need him. I need him to have a storyline really, really bad. And I don't know what it is. I actually don't have ideas for him. No. But I need. I need him to have a thing. I, I want to know if he has a plan or if they have a plan or if they know where he's going next because he does right now have a little bit of a just a, a loose adrift energy yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which I think is the one thing that <laughs> he's like I don't know Cassidy, just wandering around <laughs> sad and not knowing what to do with him they need a little meeting group uh, I think sometimes like so, so Jazz has pretty much disbanded but I did it in kind of a weird way where like you you haven't yeah. seen the rest of the group like sitting down like well we still like each other like are we are well, we in it's, f- it's weird because like on rampage so Anna J is still coming out with 2.0 yeah. so 2.0 is still escorting her and then Daniel Garcia is still wrestling with 2.0 and then Jake Hager's coming out so it's almost as if like they're still like they're still, they're like just an appreciation society. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I want to see a, a, like yeah. a little skit in catering or something. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I want to see them in a dressing room, just all sitting around, like the Dark Order being yeah. like. And there's yeah, pictures just... of Jericho's everywhere, but they've like X'd them out. <laughs> they're like, we don't do that anymore. Jericho was so funny on commentary for Anna Jay's match because he was just like, she won't talk to me anymore. I see her backstage. <laughs> she won't talk to me. <laughs> Every time Jericho's on commentary, he is so funny. He's so funny. Christian Cage also killed it on commentary. I just, I love it. Jericho really feels like he needs to or should already have given some sort of promo that makes it clear that he's having a midlife crisis. Like, I need to (laughs) see that man buying a convertible. And then that would kind of pull it all together for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the nice thing about Jericho is if you manage to get, like his attention and said that to him, he'd be like, yeah, you're so right. Yeah. Let's get it done. Like he's, he's ready for, you know, suggestions. Listen, so if it, Matt Jackson, Matt Jackson. If you're listening, <laughs> we have something to say to Chris Jericho. Stop it. I think that might be, the, that, that might be the only useful suggestion coming out of this whole podcast that somebody would actually take us up on. Just have him do the midlife crisis by a convertible. You know, we want to see that full thing. Yeah. Um, what type of romance novel are, is the is the callous Kenny Takeshita Ibushi situation? Who? <laughs> I know that I'm I'm coming at this from a from a biased perspective because I've I've just always thought this, but I think that we're in a supernatural vampire type yeah. dealio because the way that they talk about Kenny and Ibushi, the way everybody does, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. so like. So it's a deeper lore than the way that people talk about almost anything else where it's like the implication mm-hmm. always seems to be like, well, of course, like they've been uh, on and off again lovers for a thousand years. <laughs> it is kind of Spike and Drusilla. It's like they yes. put a bloody swath across all of Europe in yeah. the yes. Middle Ages. Yeah. Yeah. It Well, it's, it's but I think like Abushi has always been like the faciest face to ever face and Kenny hasn't. So like, it's like for a thousand years, it's almost like I, I can't, 
I can't, it's almost, it's almost a good omens. Like one is an no. angel, one is a fall. You know what I mean? And Interesting. Then, but I don't know. Like it's, it's not good omens itself, but it's kind of yeah. like, you but know, I think you could do that though. in yeah. like a kind of a supernatural vampire thing. Like, yeah. I think that actually is quite a good premise to be like, they've, they've well, known each other for a thousand years, but one of them is, is actually so good. And one of them can be so bad. Yeah, like one of them, it's like an angel thing where like one of them got his soul back after he got turned as a vampire, you know, mm. and it's just been a whole thing. You know? It is very Sp- sexy to think angel. about. Yeah, no, no, Ibushi the vampire slayer and Kenny uh, who mm. got turned and was bad and then got his soul and is trying again. And then Don Callis is, I don't know, a big, Don a big is, this season big bad. He's a big bad, you know? yeah, he's for sure. He's a big bad. And uh yeah. I, I think there's something. I think there's something. I think we're at the very yeah. least. I think you've got to be in the supernatural realm with these guys because yeah. you need. I mean, that's look the at Takeshita's f- coat. It has to be. A I know. Yeah, nineties <laughs> yeah, girly. But the, I think also it's just like the way that that we talk about the emotions in elite stories uh-huh. is like it. It just translates so well to like, and this has been happening for seven hundred years. It is the yeah. slowest of yeah. slow burn, and it, like yeah. it has been happening for seven hundred years, and it will be happening for the next seven hundred for seven hundred like, more. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and yeah. everybody's totally. got all the time in the world to let this play out. Yeah. Nobody's in a rush. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and that and that's why Kenny won't come see us anymore. I'm just kidding, Kenny. You can have vacation. You can be on vacation, Kenny. I guess. All right, let's move on. We will talk about the rest of the elite now. So the Bucks fought 2.0 on Rampage. That was very fun. And then Hangman fought Brian Cage on Dynamite, which was also pretty fun. I was not the only one who, when they they were saying on commentaries being like, and the thrilling, like, third match in their trilogy. And I thought, (laughs) their trilogy? And then I did eventually remember that they had fought before, but, and I know some people really enjoyed their they're fighting and it was good. Yeah. But yeah. I think my brain just blanks out everything having to do with Brian Cage's actual existence. Like he's just a mouth to me, you know, just a mouth <laughs> yeah. that you fly into. I can't I, mouth. Having matches. <laughs> I did like this match more than anything else. I just kept remembering he would, he did like a bunch of like high flyer moves this time. And I just remembered like all the times that like <laughs> mm-hmm. the bucks have been like, yeah, Brian Cage is really cool. <laughs> You're like, wow. yeah. and it's literally well, just because he's a, big man who can get on the top rope and like do cool shit. Someone showed us a picture of Brian Cage recently where it was like from before he, he started um, somehow getting really, really muscly. (laughs) And it was like Jordan. Yeah. And it was like, this is is a really normal looking man. Why did he change that? He looked really regular. Yeah. No, he's scary. He's got so, I hate it. I think I really want, any men who are listening to us, not to mm-hmm. be, not to generalize, but I really want you to pay attention to the get way that we the talk juice. about these muscles. Just like pay attention, like, because mm-hmm. you get on the internet and you have all these people out there being like, I can't believe that women are not attracted to the bucks. Women love big muscles. And it's like, no, they don't. They don't no, want those no. hard, hard muscle. And then you got to, you got to touch just rock <laughs> muscles. <laughs> just like vascular. Like, oh. I don't think so. <laughs> The m- right. amount of people that were shocked that people that that people are interested sexually in the books blew my mind this week. I know. It. it ju- I think it does just go to show that like some people really get in a bubble, 
and you gotta you gotta go out there in the world and 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 look because it's like those are those yeah. are ju- juicy boys, juicy bodies, a beautiful think- like combination of muscle and just normal body and then they're just cute in the face and they're (laughs) fun and they seem nice it doesn't take a lot it doesn't taste a lot and Brian Cage is scary. He scares me. I don't. Yeah. His muscles scare me. He scares me. Right. It I can't. Look right. No. I I think there's not enough for men in the mainstream media discussion of like it's just all conventional attractiveness, and they think muscles do it for people. But there's not enough now that like a people have very different tastes in what they like. In yeah. A, they're attracted to in the first place, which I think women are more. Every, aware everyone of. can be attracted to what they want. Let's disclaim that. Yeah. Of course, anything right. you're attracted to. If you love muscles, that's yeah. fine. But like. There are many people that don't love muscles. And then no. also just being like, there's a full spectrum of human sexuality yeah. and attraction, you know, that... Uh... Well, I don't know what we're talking about, to be quite honest. Um, oh, that, yeah. So Brian Cage, Hangman. Swerve came out mid-match. He's just watching. Uh, Hangman beats Brian Cage. Cuts a promo on Swerve. Uh, Swerve, promo back. Promo, promo, promo. Sexy, sexy men. Very, very delicious faces and bodies. Uh, especially... Hangman. I mean, you watch that. That man's means body. And I want to say this just like to to anyone, I don't know, like a TV exec or something who might ever have said like have a different body or be more cut. You can go to hell. You yeah. are a criminal. You are a war criminal. Okay. Perfect. Exactly the way he is. Literally. Yeah. That it just an absolute perfect fucking specimen. It's the out- only it's outrageous actually. Yeah. If you no one never change. Don't don't never you change. ever tell him to change. Everyone in the movies should look just like that. And oh my god! Instead, <laughs> instead of instead of going down the Brian Cage spectrum, like no, this is it would be this dangerous. Is male beauty. It would be dangerous and unhealthy for me. I mean, I want it oh, to yeah. happen, but like I wouldn't be well if I could see bodies <laughs> like that every day on on my TV screens. Mm. Yeah. And I can because Hangman exists. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. And then Hangman got beat up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hangman got beat up and uh, then the Bucks came out and saved him and did some very funny comedy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was funny. And commentary was funny too because uh, didn't, did you not think it was crazy that they were like, a, sh- a shocking twist that the Bucks came out to save Hangman. It's like, well, they're aligned right now. Like they're <laughs> they're kind of fully, while, yeah. completely aligned in a faction that has no visible cracks at this time. So I don't yeah. know like, that it's that shocking. Yes. Like commentary, I do agree that they missed some beats in the storyline, but we kind of progressed past that at this point. We had know? to accept that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nick doing the little Prince Nana dance was yeah, the greatest thing. Funny. It was the greatest thing. I really enjoyed it. Was it. Very funny. It, w- it was like a- they're having so much fun. Yeah, it was great, and it was great for for Matt to just be looking like, when is he going to stop? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how long is this going to happen for? Okay. Um, did we talk about what kind of romance, what kind of romance novel? No, we haven't done that yet. No, Let's we go. haven't done that yet. No, we just got distracted being horny over and over. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how much of that makes it to the final. <laughs> version of this it might, it might get it, listeners. If this preceding section was thirty seconds long, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. No, they deserve to hear it. We'll see if they do. Pay for uh, our Patreon. <laughs> what kind of romance novel? 
are we in with with Hangman Swerve? I can't think. <laughs> this is going to be so good. I'm really, really batting full. What? You're batting full. 300? Batting a thousand? A thousand? What is it when it's good? Is it better to have bigger numbers? A thousand I don't know. Is good. That's a thousand is you hit everything. Wow. Oh. I'm really batting a thousand. What's like talking. the low? If you like batted really bad, what kind of number? Like, what's the range? Like, you're not I batting think, one. So, like, a good, no, no one's batting a thousand. So, like, a good one is like point. Like three hundred, like three hundred point three zero zero. Like a th- you hit a third of your shots, and bad I think is more like point one. Why do I know this? I have literally no idea. <laughs> I don't I know. It's I'm, just coming I'm, out. You're the very, sports sure girly right now. Yeah, yeah, I guess you do sound very confident. Yeah. I know. I feel very sure about it. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm shocking uh, myself. I don't have a media property that I'm thinking of, but I can okay. tell you that the story that I want them to be telling is that Swerve is the bad guy who is kidnapped the like love interest and he is like going to try to make her evil and he's like trying to persuade her to be evil and through the events of the kind of a labyrinth sort of thing where Mm -hmm. he just sort of like ends up being changed by her in a way Mm -hmm. what do you think I like it's a romance novel game, but I have not referenced a single romance novel. And mostly to be fair, neither have I. I only (laughs) referenced the one. (laughs) I've referenced a few. Yeah, yeah, you have. Doing the best. You've yeah. ruled it. I'm batting one thousand. <laughs> <laughs> we are so good at sports. You guys. So good, unreal. <laughs> sports go sports. Um, <laughs> what were you going to say, Anne? Uh, you said I, I haven't referenced a. Ro- oh, I thought you were yeah. going to reference. I think it was something. just a comment. No. Oh, okay. Um, I was just. That's I was great. just noticing that Leo was talking about labyrinth, and I was like, oh, that's yeah, that's interesting. Again, not that's a romance. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say if we if we t- if we want to take it back to Georgia at Higherland, and t- I want to say something on the record. Okay, many will not recommend Georgette's books to you because um, she w- did have some problems. She was writing in the twenties. <laughs> okay, and they're not. They're not perfect in terms of their progressive attitudes, <laughs> but you, there really is not a better romance writer in the entire world. No. Actually, there's, she really wrote the fucking best romance novels of all time. And it, once you've read them, it's actually your shit out of luck because you will look for more books that do what she did and they won't do it and they won't do it. What <laughs> she did. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to take us back there to, this is not exactly what's going on, but I would say like we're maybe in, it's in a little bit of a devil's cub territory mm. where devil's cub is the one where um, <laughs> the, the heroine, like basically her sister is going to elope with this notorious rake and she's like, that's messed up. So she basically interferes to try and just make him be like, okay fine i'll leave you alone but instead he kidnaps her and takes her to france and she shoots him in the arm and (laughs) it is a really sexy great book um yeah so there's a little bit of that energy but it's not a perfect read no no i'm i'm going to be reading it tonight i have to remember that i have to read it's it's a reread but i don't remember i'm i need to read it swerve and hangman in mind because i will enjoy that the the Georgia hair books, you can reread them forever. I love yeah. to, like, once every two years, I'll be like, I don't even remember which of these books that I've read, and I just go through them again. Yeah. Oh, but they were also kind of, um, do you remember, uh, it's the one where the, one of them, where the woman is running the, um, the Pharaoh 
lounge. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's also a good one. That's also I a good I just one. really want a story in which, like, Swerve thinks he understands Hangman, especially because that first mm. promo was like, yes. here's everything that's wrong with you. I want him to fully be like, I know what's going on here, and I'm in full control of the situation. And then throughout the story is like, oh, I didn't know what was going on, and now, mm. now yes. everything is upside down. Right, and where, I mean, it's like they are just doing a straightforward romance novel, which is absolutely great, but where, like, that premise of Swerve being like, I understand you and I resent you because you have things that I don't, and then, like, starts to realize, like, well, that's true, but then these are the things that actually, like, you're not perfect, like, you're not, you haven't had everything handed to you, you know know what I mean? You want that great, like, romance novel thing of being like, oh, we meet in the middle, and... We want to succeed together, actually. Wow. And that would be a really hot tag team. Oh, my it God. Would. Yeah, Ooh. boy. That would, oh boy. That would, that would, it would be really interesting yeah. to do a thing where, like, well, I, guess, I don't know if it would be. But if Kenny is really busy keeping Don Callis from actively murdering Ibushi, and then he turns around and Swerve has full-on stolen Hangman. <laughs> I would love it if Kenny was getting everyone stolen while his back was turned because he's just not paying enough attention to what's going on around him. Yeah, too busy gaming, too much gaming. (laughs) Not guarding your, not guarding your lovers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I I think that's about all we have time for. Do you agree? I agree. Yeah. Uh, On that note, I have been Allie. I've been Ann, and I've been Leah. And this is Tunnel Talk. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod, via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com, on Tumblr at Tunnel Talk Pod. Got to add that in. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, come back one, two, three, three weeks from now? Yeah. Three weeks from now. Yeah. For a very special episode. Wow. And we're so excited uh, for Awfully Waffly to join us. Have a great summer. See you next year. Wow. <laughs> See you next year. Yeah. Bye, Matt Jackson. Bye, Matt Jackson. <laughs> <laughs>